As a software provider, SAP is up to date on the latest cyber threats that may affect our solutions and our customers. However, hardware security, which pertains to the physical device rather than the software that is installed, is just as crucial for protecting intellectual property, private data, and critical assets. How do hardware manufacturers ensure that their devices are secure and not vulnerable to cyber threats? Welcome to the Trust Corner. My name is Mariofer Valenzuela and I'm the Customer Experience Producer for SAP. Our guest today is Rick Martinez, Fellow and Vice President for Client Solutions at Dell Technologies. His responsibilities include security strategy for Dell PCs focused on trust and resilient platforms. In addition to his role as a strategist, he is an expert resource in secure development, governance, and execution for Dell PCs and Pan-Dell secure supply chain efforts. Welcome to the Trust Corner, Rick. Thanks, happy to be here. I'd like to begin the episode with something I feel is important for our listeners to understand. In your own words, why is hardware security so important? So as security technologies up the stack have become more sophisticated, this means that cyber criminals have had to expand their approach to focus on targets that they perceive to be less protected. Kind of a what's left, if you will. So many of these opportunities can actually exist at the hardware level if products aren't designed with security in mind. This is doubly critical since hardware and firmware that lives on that hardware generally act as the foundation of security for everything else to build upon. So a compromise at the lowest level of the stack uh, has the potential to affect all of the layers on top of it. In other words, because the hardware is highly privileged and persistent, it's a powerful environment for us to provide value but that also makes it a very attractive target to attackers. Wow, thank you so much for breaking down why securing hardware is so crucial. Coming from a software vendor perspective, sometimes it's you know something we may not focus much uh, focus on as much. So thank you so much for sharing that. In our podcast, we have had different executives and experts discuss cyber threats that target software. But I have a feeling that hardware security is often overlooked, like you just mentioned, in other security conversations. Can you tell us what cyber threats keep hardware manufacturers like Dell up at night? Sure, and, 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 and you're right, and I think about this a lot, right? It's, it's, a, it's a short but pretty important list. Um, it's really persistent threats in firmware and hardware, um, supply chain threats, uh, direct physical access to our customers' devices, um, but what keeps me up most is that there are adversaries out there that are well-funded and they're motivated by the scale and stealth of some of these types of attacks and they're starting to use them. But, you know, security of the operating system and the infrastructure um, is getting more and more secure um, and they're still the main target for these attackers. Um, but at Dell, I focus heavily on the very sophisticated attacks that keep me up at night because that's the area where honestly, we can provide the most value for our customers. It's not something that can be patched or mitigated with a piece of software or a security solution bolted on top uh, of the PC, for example. It's, it's really up to us. So now that we know what the cyber threats that you're trying to protect yourself from, how do you ensure the security of your products against those cyber threats? And what challenges do you face in this process? So first we think about security of our products uh, many years before they ever ship to a customer. I think this is this is key. 
We build security in not just through kind of secure development practices, but also including some of these sophisticated attacks like supply chain and physical access that I talked about into our threat models during that development process. This gives us an opportunity to be proactive and anticipate uh, what these cyber adversaries are going to do uh, with our systems uh, today or even in the future. So putting this all together, we, we include perspectives on how our customers work, either on premise, on the go, or hybrid. Um, we think about how they manage their systems, how our technologies may impact IT, uh, and even the end user or the, the SOC analyst, right? This allows us to provide the most secure commercial PCs. Uh, additionally, you know, we have quite a few hardware and firmware protections to help create and maintain this secure foundation that I talked about. Um, all the way across the modern IT environment. It's not just at the BIOS level, though. We, we have security capabilities up the stack as well, um, software protections uh, that uh, improve um, all the way up the stack and defend data everywhere. Um, really, we need both above and below the OS uh, capabilities. Now, the challenge with all this um, is uh, making sure that, uh, at least for me, is making sure everyone within Dell uh, all the way up to the executive level, really understands the impact and the importance uh, of investing in these technologies below and above the stack. So that's kind of my everyday job to, to make sure that that happens. Wow. Uh, you know, it's really interesting to know how much care and deep thought and, you know, uh, how much work goes into protecting these devices that we use every day. And personally, as a consumer, it put my, my puts my mind at ease a lot more. So thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, for my next question, I'd like to look at the wider picture uh, about how these devices are manufactured. During the pandemic, the supply chain gained a lot of attention due to the issues that arose from lockdowns and limitations on how products moved across the globe. In addition, cyber attacks targeting the supply chain are on the rise. Uh, so what role does the device supply chain play in developing securing PCs? Sure. So we, we take a market leading comprehensive approach to protecting the supply chain. And we do this so that we can deliver solutions that our customers can trust. That's the end goal, really. That's what we're going for. Um, and you can't have a secure PC, the most secure commercial PC, without actually considering the supply chain security uh, and the, supply, the security of the manufacturing process itself. So we maintain this in part by leveraging, you know, a lot of the security innovations that we offer to customers, and we make use of this technology on our devices throughout the manufacturing process. For example, we can verify the BIOS uh, in the factory using the exact same tools and the exact same data and infrastructure that we support in our customer environment for, for BIOS verification. It's the same root capability. That's just one example, though. There's there's numerous you know security assurances that we that we leverage. Um, one of the most recent ones is we is where we can actually verify that uh, customers' PCs arrive exactly as they they were ordered and built in the factory. Um, and we do this cryptographically, and we even tie this uh, to the to the root of trust. Perfect. Uh, in our last episode, we actually had uh, Brad Arkin the Chief Security and Trust Officer for Cisco, discuss how him and his team implemented Sierra Trust across the company. So I'd like to get your perspective. What do you think about Zero Trust? Can it be implemented in the manufacturing of hardware as well? When you break down the hype and really distill Zero Trust down to the essential principles on which it's based, 
Uh, you get very close to what security practitioners have been pushing for all along. And, and that's pretty exciting, right? Continuous authentication, least privilege, um, all of that leading into kind of policy-based access control based on risk and fed by attributes like system health. These are things that we've dreamt about for years as security practitioners. And this is very, very much applicable to hardware, firmware, and manufacturing. So in the manufacturing environment, uh, at the very least, it needs to adhere to these principles, um, and they can apply, be applied differently depending on context in that environment. Now, if you want to go um, literal on this one, uh, you know, the whole never trust, always verify mantra, you can apply that as well. So components, code, uh, modules come in from the left, and sure, you have trusted vendors and contracts and security controls, um, but uh, it actually works better if you then verify these things at some level before integrating them in the manufacturing environment. So just like everything with zero trust today, um, you know, it's a journey, uh, but we're moving in the right direction and, and, and there's a clear de uh, destination. Luckily for supply chain, you know, the, uh, the boundaries are very well understood. So that makes it actually a little bit easier to implement zero trust and, and really have a, a good plan to move forward. Now, uh, even so, uh, once these devices make it into the customer's zero trust environments, like I said, so many different contexts with zero trust, um, once they're in those environments and they're zero trust ready and capable, they can fill that device trust role where customers can use our capabilities, our security checks and verifications uh, to verify the lowest level of the device before allowing access to trusted resources. And that's when zero trust really becomes kind of end to end from the manufacturing environment to our customer environment, and then in practice in a true zero trust architecture or uh, configuration. Well, you know, I have heard a lot of, you know, debate around zero trust. <laughs> um, I tend to lean towards that it's, uh, like you said, it's a journey and it's generally positive. So thank you so much for sharing your perspective as a, you know, hardware provider. Of course. Now, I'd like to circle back to something that you mentioned uh, a little bit ago, uh, which is root of trust. So can you explain what root of trust is and how does it relate to Dell security strategy? Sure. So if we consider the operation of a computing device starting from, let's say, power on all the way up to when the user or headless service um, starts to interact with that device, kind of moving left to right again, um, the root of trust is the origin point uh, upon which all sub subsequent trusted events are built, the start of the chain, as it were. So for modern PCs, the, the processor reset vector, or when the processor wakes up, is often considered the root of trust. Uh, this is the first instruction that the processor fetches out of memory after coming out of reset, uh, if you, you know, to, to use a little bit of a uh, PC architecture. It's the first code that's run by the device, so it's imperative that the first link in the chain is safe and secure. Um, if we want to use zero trust terms, it can be you know verifiably known good, right? Making sure that 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 first instruction is something that we know uh, and and can verify. Now, it can actually be advantageous from a security perspective to move that origin point to the left in time. Uh, and we've actually done that with most Dell devices because we include an embedded controller or coprocessor on the motherboard that actually executes firmware uh, before the processor even, even wakes up. Um, and that's how we implement uh, our own root of trust. So that processor uh, effectively operates as the hardware root of trust on Dell devices. 
and it runs cryptographic, cryptographically verified code uh, that then manages the power controls and, and, and bring the rest of the, the system out of its low power state. Again, the ability to verify cryptographically using digital signatures um, at the very lowest level of the stack, that is, that is the root of trust. And it comes in a couple, you know, many different flavors, but that's how we do it. Now, from a strategy perspective, which I think was the original question, uh, there's, there's other capabilities that we build into those roots of trust that would, we then extend to other security features that we offer. So it can be explicit, implicitly extended, like, a, you know, just the first link in the chain that I talked about. But I think it's even more interesting when we can leverage other attributes of that device, like storage or identity, um, to provide other low-level security features. Um, and they're not low-level features just for the sake of the device, right? This is all about chaining them up through the stack uh, to provide security value, you know, all the way into our customer's infrastructure. Wow. Well, you know, I, I found Root of Trust to be a very fascinating uh, concept, and I had never heard about it before. So, you know, hopefully our audience will also be learning as I am learning. So thank you so much for breaking that down for us. Um, you know, something that uh, has changed in the in security, uh, when more companies started adopting the cloud, especially during the pandemic, was the involvement that software providers have with our customers after a solution has been deployed. You know, unlike uh, on-premise solutions, for example, cloud solutions require more open communication and collaboration with, with our customers so that they can succeed. Um, do you mind expanding on uh, how hardware manufacturers uh, secure their products after they are shipped to customers? Sure. So we provide a number of security solutions and services to help organizations protect their environments, recover in the event of an attack and ultimately establish the confidence and trust in the, that their environments are secure. So uh, essentially three tenants. So from a protection standpoint, uh, Dell is a leader in helping organizations prevent cyber threats uh, across different environments, any cloud, any workload, any consumption model. Our Dell Trusted Infrastructure and Dell Trusted Workspace solutions are designed to protect critical systems, applications, and data while reducing systemic risk. Um, the Dell Trusted Workspace, one that I know and love, uh, includes features uh, you know, that we've built over the, the last several years, like off-host bias verification, indicators of attack for bias configuration. And we also support uh, post-breach analysis of tampered firmware. This is very interesting, especially since if someone is targeting you at the firmware level, you probably want to know who that is, or at least have an try to figure out what they were trying to do. Um, additionally, we have a portfolio of managed cybersecurity services, uh, and those provide around-the-clock monitoring and detection of emerging threats um, using our own capabilities and also vendor partner capabilities. Um, we have a global network of security experts that can help organizations thwart attacks across endpoints, infrastructure, and cloud. Now, if we come to the second tenet, resilience, we know that attacks are going to happen. So if it's if a if an attack happens, we can actually help lessen the impact of those attacks and help customers resume operations through our advisory services. Um, we have a global team of cyber recovery experts ready to help, uh, and we have isolated vaults um, with immutable data for retaining critical data and applications. These things uh, help organizations build resilience and help them restore critical data and workloads should an attack occur. So as customers scale with their multi-cloud environments, 
um, they can continue to defend that critical data anywhere it lives, uh, and they can leverage our services uh, to, to help them recover in that situation. Uh, now, lastly, confidence. So, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about Zero Trust earlier. Um, our Zero Trust advisory service uh, creates a custom strategy or created a custom strategy in alignment with the U.S. Department of Defense Zero Trust architecture requirements. This is the DOD Zero Trust strategy as it was released last year, if you're familiar with. Um, so our Zero Trust Center of Excellence can actually provide organizations with a secure environment to validate their Zero Trust use cases. So this is going to be a huge step in the right direction and a huge help uh, getting these customers on their feet um, to start to really insulate their development processes and, and build a world-class uh, security supply chain. Well, it's really interesting to hear, you know, some of the things that we have talked about in this podcast before, you know, including collaborating with, you know, with government, with the public sector, um, you know, focusing on resilience, not just prevention, uh, but from a hardware perspective, from a hardware uh, production perspective, uh, definitely is refreshing and it's uh, a very interesting uh, perspective. So, you know, before we conclude, um, you know, is there something you'd like to share with our audience that I didn't ask you about? Sure. So, well, so this is the trust corner. So I, I think I can share just a, a few perspectives on how Dell looks at trust. Um, you know, I think customers should expect that their technology provider is looking out for their best interest at all times, right? For Dell, this actually begins and ends with trust. Uh, trust is at the root of everything that we do, and we believe establishing and maintaining trusted relationships are core to building trusted technologies that help drive and secure human progress. Um, but when I think of security in the context of trust, I think most customers only really see the top of the iceberg, right? We're constantly improving our security processes. We're innovating every day. Um, uh, on our uh, security technologies, not only innovating, but also iterating on things that we already have. Um, and we're working with our supply chain to make sure uh, our customers um, are building secure and resilient infrastructures with our products. Um, so I think, you know, I think the, the, the key takeaway is that, um, you know, sure, there's a, there's a lot of talk about zero trust. We have a lot of opportunity to engage with customers on security solutions and, and advisory uh, services and things like that. But there's so much additional things that we, so many additional things that we do below the surface that really help bolster our products and bolster our infrastructure to ensure and maintain that, that security that and that trust that we built with our customers. Well, thank you so much, Rick. I, you know, uh, I really enjoyed our conversation. Uh, and thank you so much for illuminating us on a lot of the topics that we talked today. I definitely learned a lot. So thank you so much, Rick. I did too. Thank, thank you. Thank you.